All right, let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of Philemon. The book of Philemon, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. And actually, we'll only read one verse of Scripture, and then we'll have a word of prayer, and then bring the message God has laid upon our heart. The book of Philemon, and verse number 1. The Bible says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved, and fellow laborer. Father, I pray now that you'll bless the reading of thy word. I pray the Holy Spirit would give us liberty, and may God you help us to deliver the burden of our heart, touch the hearts of those that are listening. Father, I pray that you'll get glory and honor for everything that will be said and done. And we'll love you, we'll praise you, and we'll thank you. For we ask it in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. I want us to notice this verse of Scripture this morning. And I want to draw our attention not only to the verse, but specifically the first phrase of this verse here. The Bible says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. And I want you to think about that statement this morning because uh, this is no ordinary statement. Paul calls himself a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we know that in Paul's writings that he refers to himself as Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, and he refers to himself as Paul, the servant of God, and Paul even refers to himself as Paul. But here in our text, he uses this phrase, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I would say that uh, this is a very practical statement because Paul was a prisoner in Rome during this time. So Paul was a prisoner, uh, as the Bible mentions here. And so it's a very practical statement. And then also I would say that it is a proven statement that Paul uh, was a prisoner is a proven fact, both biblically and historically. Uh, We can prove that Paul was a prisoner uh, in Rome. And then it's a pointed statement because if you know anything about uh, the book of Philemon, you know that Paul is uh, beginning to set the stage early on about uh, the situation that is at hand. Paul is going to plead the case of Onesimus, a runaway slave and he is going to talk to his dear friend Philemon here about refreshing him and restoring him uh, this new convert in the Lord Jesus Christ and so uh, it is a pointed statement Paul has a purpose in mind uh, as uh, uh, referring to himself as a prisoner of Jesus Christ and then it's a profound statement and you might say well uh, preacher what is so profound about this statement here Paul a prisoner of Jesus Christ, because this is really uh, what we want to preach on uh, this morning. And I want you to to look closely at this phrase for just a few moments, and I think you'll see what I'm talking about. I want you to consider the person here. Uh, The first word of this phrase, he says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. And so we're not just talking about anybody, but we're talking about the Apostle Paul. Now, we know that Paul spent much of his time in prison, and Paul was certainly no stranger to that. But when we think about Paul, we don't think about Paul as a prisoner. We think about Paul as a preacher. Amen? We think about Paul as a a church planner. We think about him as a missionary, as an evangelist, as as a pastor, an overseer of these churches, as a mentor. But we very seldom ever uh, think about Paul, even though we know he was in prison, we don't refer to Paul as a prisoner, so, but Paul does that himself here. And so we must consider the person. And then secondly, uh, we must think about the position. Paul says here, uh, Paul, a prisoner. And so Paul refers to himself as a prisoner. And I think that that's unusual within itself because uh, most inmates, most, pr- most prisoners do not like to refer to themselves as a prisoner. But Paul, uh, Paul does that. He, he elevates 
his position, and he uses his position in this text here as well uh, as for a particular purpose. So we see uh, the person. We see here uh, the position. Paul is referring to himself as a prisoner. Then uh, we see the place. Now, uh, Paul referring to himself as a prisoner. Uh, We think about a prisoner. Uh, A word in that word is the word prison. And so Paul is emphasizing uh, that he is a prisoner, so there must be a place. Paul must be in prison somewhere. And I think that uh, that's very important, uh, not only in this verse, but it's very important for where you and I are at today. You say, well, Brother Gravely, I don't understand. Well, think about this here. Paul is a prisoner in Rome. And when you consider that Paul is a prisoner in Rome, he's not just uh, in any cell, but Paul uh, is in a particular place in Rome. He's not in a dungeon as he will later be in A.D. 68. We know that uh, Paul died in prison. He died at the hand of Nero uh, in that dungeon. He was taken out and was beheaded in in the summer of A.D. 68. But Paul is not in a dungeon uh, in our text. But according to Acts chapter 28 and verse number 30, the Bible says, And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him. So Paul's place uh, in this prison house that Paul is living in is in his own hired house. He's living at home as a prisoner. Now, uh, there's no doubt that he was in the presence of soldiers, but Barnes particularly uh, says that this phrase here that we find in Acts 28 and verse number uh, 30, in his own hired house, it means in a house which he was permitted to hire and occupy as his own. Uh, That's what Barnes says probably uh, in this he was assisted by the kindness of, of his friends that was there uh, in Rome. So Paul, uh, if you'll get the picture, for two years, Paul is a prisoner in his own house. He's guarded by uh, he's guarded by Rome uh, uh, by Roman soldiers, and and he's permitted to live uh, in this hired house, and and he's not permitted to go out and preach. He's not permitted to go out, uh, uh, you know, and congregate. He's not permitted to go out and be a witness. And for two years, Paul is living uh, as a prisoner in his own house. Now that ought to be familiar to every one of us in the day and hour that we're living in. I've heard many people even refer uh, to that phrase saying that I feel just so confined. I feel like that I'm a prisoner in my own home. Well, that's where Paul is in Acts chapter 28 and verse 30. And so Paul, while he is there... He is, uh, he is incarcerated about A.D. 61, and it's about A.D. 62 that Paul writes this letter to Philemon. While Paul was in prison in his own house, he wrote, uh, to, he wrote the book of Ephesians, he wrote uh, the book of Philippians, the book of Colossians, and, and he wrote this personal letter here uh, to Philemon. So when you think about where Paul is at, he refers to himself in verse number 1, not as a prisoner of Rome, but he said, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I see his, his person. I see his, I see his uh, uh, position. He's a prisoner. I see his place. He's in Rome. He, he's confined to a hired house and, and he's not allowed to get out. He's not allowed to go and preach. He's not allowed to be that witness that he normally is. And he's not allowed to go and worship like he normally does. And so Paul is confined to his house. But I want you to see in this phrase here, Paul's perspective. As the Bible says in verse number one, Paul, a prisoner, prisoner, not of Rome, but of Jesus Christ. Isn't that interesting that Paul here, 
Uh, while he is spending two years confined to his house, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's not allowed to go out and, and do his missionary uh, outreach and, out, and, and, and work. He's not allowed to travel, but he's a prisoner. He, he's guarded by Roman soldiers. He's allowed some friends to come in, uh, but he uses his time while he is a prisoner confined. He uses it as wisely as he can, and he uses it to be a help uh, uh, to others. Now, how is Paul able to do that? It's found in his phrase here, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I see Paul's perspective here. Paul had the right perspective while being a prisoner in his own home. I want to preach a few minutes on this subject here, on viewing life from the inside of a prison cell. Viewing life from the inside of a prison cell. Paul is in a a prison cell. It may be a hired house, but yet it is still a prison cell. Paul is living within the confinement of his own home. He, He is being under the watch care of Roman soldiers. But Paul does not have a negative attitude. He does not have a a bad attitude. But what Paul has is he has the right perspective and he views life in the right perspective perspective from a prison cell. I want to think about that uh, for just a few moments uh, this morning because how could Paul do that? How could Paul under lockdown of Roman soldiers, how could he have the right perspective? You know, I see so many people today that uh, and I'm talking about people that, that claim to be saved, but under this lockdown, under this time of confinement, they have the wrong perspective of life. Many of them live in fear because they, they watch the news. Many of them live in foolishness because uh, uh, they, they think they are experts and have everything figured out and, and they just want their freedom and they just want to be turned loose and, and they just want to be set free. But some have the right perspective. Paul had the right perspective. He had the ability, as he said in the book of Philippians, that whatsoever state I'm in, he said, I've learned to be content. How could Paul have this perspective? I think there is three things in our text here and in this phrase that will help us to see how that Paul viewed life uh, from the inside of a prison cell. Now certainly if Paul can view life from the inside of a prison cell and keep the right perspective, surely you and I can keep the right perspective uh, in the day and hour that we're living in, in the circumstances that we're living in. You see, Paul did not allow the circumstances to control him but God, but Paul used the circumstances of life uh, as, uh, as, as a tool uh, to be able to help others whenever and wherever he could. And you say, well, preacher, I don't understand how Paul could do that. Well, the answers are in verse number 1. I want you to see, first of all, that Paul was able to maintain the right spirit and keep the right perspective uh, while he was in the walls of a prison because Paul was a man uh, that we see here in verse number 1 that Paul was a man with strong faith. He said, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Now, it's interesting that Paul would mention Jesus Christ in the same phrase as being a prisoner. When you consider that, our Savior was a prisoner, wasn't He? Jesus was no stranger to incarceration. Jesus knew what it was to be confined. The Bible even talks about that He would be taken from prison unto judgment. And so our Savior knew what it was to be incarcerated. Paul knew what it was to be incarcerated. And so Paul associates himself uh, with Jesus in verse number 1. Why? Because Paul was strong in his faith. Faith. 
When you think about the days that we're living in, and I really don't think that we are prisoners in our home. When you consider the, the comforts that we have in our home, we're surrounded by our family. We're surrounded. Uh, listen, most of us, we're not going without any meals. We have food in the cabinets, food in the, in the fridge. God has blessed us and God has been good to us. But I'm amazed at the perspective that people have. And I'm talking about people that go to church, the perspective they have about 30 days of being confined. And it doesn't show the weakness spiritually amongst our churches today. How that people can just about lose their minds and, and, and they can, and some lose their spirituality over just a few days and a few weeks of being confined. But here the apostle Paul, he's strong in faith and, and you see the faith of Paul, uh, when he is inside a prison cell, as strong inside that prison cell as what you saw him on the street corners, as what you saw him preaching in the synagogues. Paul, his faith was strong and, and the circumstances of life did not define who Paul was but it revealed who Paul was. I want to say that the circumstances that we face in life really tells what kind of Christians people are. Paul made this statement in Philippians 1 and verse number 12. But I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. You see, Paul saw confinement and Paul saw the circumstances of life, number one, as the will of God, but number two, as a part of the work of God. And I think we're living in a time in America that is going to separate the men from the boys. I think we're living in a time in America when we're going to really find out what our churches are made of. We're really going to find out what our membership is made of. We're going to find out what preachers are made of because the circumstances that we're facing in life, they're not going to define us, but what they're going to do is reveal who we really are. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make known to others where we really stand spiritually. We're going to find out in days and weeks and even months to come how strong or how weak our churches are and where people really stand when it comes to prioritizing and serving God. We're going to find out those who are strong in faith and those who have just talked a good talk about faith. And Paul was a man who was strong in his faith. He is not a prisoner of Rome. Paul never saw himself as that. He saw himself, even though he was a citizen of Rome, Paul saw himself as a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ uh, was in the forefront, and so he was strong in faith. Let me just stop and say this. This is not a time for for people to live in doubt, or to live in discouragement, or even to live in division. But it is a time for you and I as Christians to be strong in our faith, and be firm in our stand. It's a time for the world to not see us bickering and fighting or fussing or feuding or even uh, listen, uh, uh, listen, standing uh, uh, for this or that. But it's a time for people to see our faith unwavering and see us lead in the right direction and be strong Christians for the glory and the honor of God. How's your faith been during this time of quarantine? Are you strong in faith? Are you going to come out of this thing uh, stronger and closer to God? Or have you grew carnal? Have you grew worldly? Have you said and done things that, that you're ashamed of? Things that you need to repent of? Have, have you drifted from God or have you drifted closer to God? I'm talking about Paul was able to keep the right perspective because, because Paul was strong in his faith. Faith dictates... Uh, how we see things in life. We must see things through the eyes of faith. And Paul uh, saw things, even though he's in confinement, 
in his own home, in his own house. Uh, Paul says that I'm looking through things through a spiritual eyeglass. He said, I'm, I'm seeing things uh, with a spiritual, uh, a spiritual eye. He said, I, he's strong in his faith. He's a prisoner of Jesus Christ. How is your faith? During these days, uh, Paul had the right perspective because Paul was a man with strong faith. Secondly, Paul had the right perspective, the right spirit, because Paul was a man uh, with steady focus. Amen. Paul never took his eyes off Jesus while being a prisoner. Paul said that he was a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Paul had the ability in this verse here, and as he begins to pin down the first line to his dear friend Philemon, who no doubt is probably wondering how Paul is doing, uh, how Paul is how Paul is uh, perceiving things in his life. Paul sends this letter, and the letter's really not about Paul, but the letter is more so about his brother uh, that he has led to Christ, this slave that he has converted, and Paul is more concerned about others than what he is him on his own self. Paul is not focusing on himself, but Paul is focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ and he's focusing on this slave. He's focusing on on, on Philemon. Paul has two purposes in mind. He wants to defend uh, this new convert, Onesimus, but then Paul wants to to develop uh, this other convert, Philemon. He wants to to bring him along further in the faith. You know, I think about people, uh, listen, who are steady in their focus. They never really think about themselves. They're always thinking about others. Amen. When you think about this time of quarantine, you think about this time of, of, of what would seem like to some prison, you really see who's focused on themselves by what people say and how people react. And then there are those who are thinking about others. Where's your focus at? Is it, is it your focus on when can I get out of this or is your focus on what can I get out of this? You see, Paul was was a man who was strong in faith, and because he was strong in his faith, he was steady in his focus. If you're not strong in your faith, you will have the wrong focus in life. You'll focus on the circumstances rather than Jesus Christ. Paul had his eyes on Jesus, and then Paul had his eyes on others. He mentions Timothy in our in verse number 1. He mentions Philemon in verse number 1. Paul is constantly thinking about others. He is not a man who is self-centered. He's not a man who, who focuses on himself, and he's got his eyes on Jesus. He's got his eyes on, on, his, on his brethren. What are you focused on these days? What have you focused on these days? Have you focused on uh, the circumstances, the confinement? Or have you focused on the opportunity that God has given you over the past 30 days? You might be listening say, Preacher, I I don't see no opportunity uh, during these past 30 days. Well, I want to tell you there's been a lot of opportunity. There's been opportunity to spend more time in prayer. There's been opportunity to spend more time in the Word of God. There's been opportunity to, uh, to spend more time with your family. There's been opportunity to spend more time, uh, listen, uh, uh, praying for, for your church and praying for your country and praying. You know, people are all the time saying, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. They're, they're talking about schedules and, and busy lives. Well, God has brought some of those things to a halt in all of our life and give us time to stop and to meditate, time to stop and think about and ponder. Have you 
you, have you examined your own Christian life? Have you took time to focus on what's really important? And if you're someone that says, well, I think family is important. Family is important. But above family, can I tell you what's more important than family? It's your faith. It's your personal walk with God. And if your personal walk with God is what it ought to be and where it should be, then you won't have to worry about family. God will take care of that and that will take care of itself. But I'm here, I'm seeing in this text here that Paul, he's focusing on his faith and Paul is focusing on his, on his friends. He's focusing on others that are around him. I think sometimes God slows us down so that number one, we can see ourselves who we really are and where we're really at. You know, I've been inside prison and, and I've talked to inmates many times and I've heard them make the statement uh, and they've made the statement many times and others that have been inside uh, prison walls have heard them make this statement. They'll say, you know, God brought me here. God put me here to stop me and to get me to stop, start thinking about where I'm at and who I am. I've heard many say that had it not been for prison, they'd have never got born again, they'd have never got saved. There's a high possibility that Paul met Onesimus, he met this slave, he met, he met others uh, uh, through the course of, uh, of being incarcerated and, and through the course of prison. And so uh, God, has, uh, God no doubt has used it in Paul's life. Paul recognizes that this is just another stopping place on the road to life and, and I can serve God here, maybe not the same way that I have served God in, in other capacities, but, but I'm going to use my time for the glory of God. I'm going to use my time to accomplish whatever I can uh, for the honor for, for the honor and the glory of God. And I would say that to you, friend. What are you focused on today? Has the last 30 days changed your focus for the good or has it changed it for the bad? I see that Paul had the right perspective because Paul was a man that was strong. Uh, He was a man with strong faith. He was a man with a steady focus. And then I want you to see one last thought here, that Paul was a man with, with several fellow laborers. Notice what he said in verse number 1. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy our brother, unto Philemon our dearly beloved, and fellow laborer. You know, when you think about this, Paul knew that he wasn't in this thing by himself. Others were suffering, others were serving, others were striving for the cause of Christ. It, it wasn't all about Paul. Paul realized that, that he wasn't an island to himself and Paul didn't have to live in discouragement or defeat because he wasn't going through something by himself. There was other people that was suffering. There was other people uh, that, that was striving for the cause. And Paul mentions uh, Timothy, uh, his brother. He talks about this young preacher that, uh, that, that God had put in his life, that he had, that he had won to Jesus Christ. He talks about Philemon who also he had won to the Lord Jesus Christ. Another dearly beloved he talks about in verse number one and he calls him a fellow laborer. In other words, uh, Philemon was someone that Paul knew was serving on the same side and had the same purpose and goal in mind. Paul was thinking about others rather than himself. You know, you get defeated very quickly if you feel like that no one else is going through what you're going through. If you feel like no one else has been where you're being, the truth of the matter is that there are people that are going through what we're going through. They've been where we're being, and there, and there are others that have suffered and went through far more than what you and I have ever went through. And Paul sees that, and Paul realizes that. 
And we live in a society that so, uh, so focuses on themselves and is so self-centered and so selfish that oftentimes what happens is, is that they forget that, that we have others that, that, that are serving with us, others that we can look to, others that we can lean on, others that, that can be a blessing in our life. And Paul, he used that. He used the, those that God had brought in his life to assist him and to help him and even to encourage him. They didn't always uh, have to be in Paul's presence. But I think in verse number 1, Paul finds consolation and even writing to Philemon because he, it causes him to focus and think about these others that are laboring with him. Paul had, a, he had an appreciation, a, a gratefulness for, for those that were striving and serving. Philippians chapter number 2 and verse number 3 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Just as Jesus Christ served others and put others before himself and just as our Lord realized that there was others that would assist him and help him uh, in the work of God, that Jesus had his twelve, he had his followers that, that stood with him and served him. I know that they forsook him at one point just as they, did, as they did the apostle Paul, but Paul had an appreciation for those that were faithful in the ministry. I want you to think about this for just a moment. You may be here or you may be listening and say, Preacher, I've struggled to keep the right spirit, the right attitude. Well, you ought to stop and think about others that are serving. Think about people who are being faithful. Think about others who have not quit, others that are going through the same uh, circumstance that you're going through and look to them. Look at how they're responding. Look at their faith. I think every one of us right now could think of somebody who's kept a good attitude, a right spirit, that's, that, that's kept a spiritual perspective through, through all that we have faced concerning our nation, concerning our country. You know, that ought to be an encouragement for us to do the same. That ought to be an encouragement for us to, to carry on. And Paul, uh, listen, from the inside of a prison cell, Paul is viewing life for two years. I want to ask you this question. If you had to live the, the way that you've lived the last 30 days, if you had to live that way for two years... What would your attitude be at the end of two years spiritually? Where would you be at spiritually if for two years you couldn't go to church? If for two years you, you couldn't... You, what if for two years you didn't have online preaching? If for two years you couldn't be around the saints? I wonder what kind of shape would some people be in in two years? You know, I, I would hope that your, your attitude would be right. I would hope that after two years you would come out closer to God in a spirit of revival. That may be what it takes to bring revival to this nation once again to cause God's people to look up and to realize where all the acorns have been falling down through the years. Maybe God wants to subtract some things out of our life. And you say, well, preacher, we're going to get to go back to church in just a few days. We, we hope so. We plan to. But the truth and the reality is nobody knows. And I'm not just talking about the virus, but nobody knows what's 
around the corner. If anything, uh, the last uh, several weeks has proven that, that listen, uh, things can be at an all-time high. The economy can be soaring and freedom can be at an all-time high and churches can be doing so supposedly better than they've ever been before. And in just a matter of moments and hours, things can be turned around and our whole world can be shut down. And if that, co- that happens in our life, where are you going to find yourself spiritually? Where are you going to find yourself uh, in serving God? What kind of a Christian are you to, uh, today opposed to 30 days ago? Where are you at today? That's my plea. What's your perspective on life? You say, well, preacher, I'm frustrated. I'm aggravated. I, I just want out. I just want, I just want my freedom back. Can I tell you something? You've missed the mark, friend. You've got the wrong attitude in life. You need to dig your nose deeper in this book and realize that you need to get above. Uh, listen, you need to look above the, the, the social life and you need to book a, look a lo- uh, above the, uh, the, the other things in life. You need to look above and see the spiritual realm. God, what are you doing? God, what do you have to say to me right now? Lord, what, uh, Lord how are you working and where are we at in the... What's the big picture, God, in my life? What are you trying to say to me on a personal level? I look at this and I see Paul. What Paul was able to do was to able he was able to take the circumstances of life and use them for the glory and honor of God. Paul was able to take the circumstances of life and use it as a title in our text to help someone who very much needed it at this point in his life. You know what we're going through today may not have anything to do with us. It may be about others. It may be about a family member that's watching the way that I'm reacting through this. It may be about another church member that's weaker in faith, that's looking at me to see, see a stronger faith. It may be about our own children looking at us to see how that we handle the difficult times of life. Viewing life from inside a prison cell. Paul is looking, I, I don't know about you, but a prison cell would be the last place I would want to spend two years. But as Paul is spending two years there, in the middle of those two years, in A.D. 62, Paul pins down the book of Philemon, a precious book, a book that has been a great blessing to my life this week and, and, and a great help to my, to my heart. I, you know, on our, on our, fra- on our uh, ministry, uh, preaching through the Bible, uh, we're going to post the book of Philemon this week and, and some other sermons, not the sermons that I'm preaching to you this morning nor the sermon that I'll preach to you tonight, but there'll be four other sermons that'll be uh, on, that, on that ministry page there of preaching through uh, the Bible. We'll preach through the book of Philemon and you'll see that. But what I have found out that Paul took a very difficult time in his life. And, and, and as you read this book and as you look through, uh, look through this epistle here, Paul took a very difficult time and, and he pinned down 25 verses of the Word of God that 2,000 years later is ministering to the hearts of people. You think about that. As Paul sat there and wrote this letter, I'm sure the devil probably crawled up next to him and said, Paul, what are you doing? You can't preach. You can't, you can't go to the synagogues. Paul, you can't go out and you can't, you can't be the minister and the man that you was before. Paul, you're not accomplishing anything inside your home here as a, a prisoner with these guards around you. You're not doing anything that's going to count for the, for the glory of God and the, and the cause of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I'm not a prisoner to Rome. I've got the right perspective. I'm a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And how about this? 2,000 years later... Paul's still preaching the gospel. 
Paul's preached it to me. He's preached it to you and he's preached it to others all because he had the right perspective. And he viewed life from the inside of a prison cell. And what Paul saw through the bars of his prison was the same thing that Paul always saw. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you what you and I see during these days of difficulty ought to be the same thing we saw 30 days ago. You know, what that, you know what that is or who that is? That's the Lord Jesus Christ viewing life from the inside of a prison cell. Father, I pray that you'll take this message, speak to hearts, have your will in your way. I pray, God, that you will... I pray, God, that you will... God, speak to someone on a personal level that may be struggling. Maybe someone, God, that... Uh, has a bad attitude, a wrong spirit, or maybe spiritually they've declined, they've backslid. I pray, God, the burden of my heart this morning is that you'll get a hold of them and that they'll get their Bible and they'll get on their knees and say, Dear God, help me. Help me to say what Paul said in Philippians chapter number 4. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. In that same chapter where Paul said there be... Hey, whatsoever things are lovely and true and honest and pure and of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Paul had such a positive spirit in such a difficult time because Paul was viewing life in the right perspective. Help us to do that now, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen.